Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Chat. You're here with Lauren Adelson and Christy Snyder. And tonight we wanted to talk to you guys about the idea of not taking things so personally. Both Lauren and I have been noticing lately in our own lives that we're finding ourselves getting a little too caught up in our external circumstances. And maybe it's a situation at work or with friends or in a relationship or maybe it's a family situation, we all tend to allow ourselves to get caught up in the effects of what's happening around us. And the problem with that is we can't control what's happening around us. All we can ever control is our own reaction, and all that we're ever truly responsible for is our own level of peace. And we've talked about that in past podcasts and how we stay connected to that peace in doing things like meditating, being in nature, staying grounded with yoga or other spiritual practices. So we just wanted to use this topic tonight to expand upon that a little bit, specifically in the terms of not taking everything so personally. Again, we're feeling it, so we kind of thought that maybe it was something that you guys could resonate with also. So who can't relate to being at work and having an upset client or uh, an angry customer that you're dealing with or some drama with a colleague um, or in a personal relationship where you're expecting your partner to behave or say certain things, behave in certain ways, and then when they don't, you get disappointed. So we tend to get pulled into this reactionary mode based on what's happening around us. Like we said, whether it's in a relationship, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, your colleague, your family member, your friend, based on what they're doing, we, our emotions are affected. And then you're on this like constant roller coaster where you can't ever be centered because there's always something that's going on around you, right? So then how can we maintain our peace and happiness, you know, when people are saying and doing different things and it's not exactly what what you would expected or wanted. So Christy and I have talked about this often, like in our own personal lives. And, you know, I kind of liken it to being like a lotus flower, right? Or they say to be like a lotus flower in yoga. It's a symbolic um, symbol. Yeah, <laughs> it's a right. symbolic symbol. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um where, you know, as a lotus flower, you, you know, it comes from the mud and it, it sits in the water, but is not affected by the water. So the water just beads up on it and falls off so that we should be like the lotus flower in that no matter what's happening around us, we stay centered and at peace and calm and happy, not allowing ourselves to be affected up and down, up and down all day based on what other people are doing or what situations are going on around us, right? So also Don Miguel Ruiz in The Four Agreements talks about not taking anything personal, that nothing that happens around you is you. So nothing, you know, is, is intended to be personal even. If you think about it, I mean, even Tony Robbins said it back in like one of his first, um, you know, audio programs. I remember I had it on like tape cassette 
back in the day. <laughs> took a, or wait, was the tape cassette or CD? I don't know, but whatever. It was it was old school, and you know he had said that you know nothing anybody does is because of you, like and that and that basically like you have to understand that your friends and family they're always coming from a good place. So if you like, or it's it's sort of like you have this like under or this like unconscious contract with people to have to do or say certain things. But the thing is, they don't know that they even signed that contract. Like you expect them to know, right? Like, oh, I don't know, let's just give an example, right? To be, to be a good friend to me, this person has to call me every day or once a week. But they don't even know that they signed that, that they signed that contract. It's just these expectations that you have on other people right, to have to say or do certain things. Um, and then when they don't do it, you get upset or shaken. But the truth is like your friends and family, like would never mean malintent. So Tony Robbins talks about always just, you know, assuming good intent from, from those around you, just always assume good intent that no one has malintent. Can you really think of the last time someone has done something to you that is really, really malintent, like malicious that they're like, no, this is about you. It's usually, I mean, if anything, maybe it did affect you in some way, but it was coming from their wound. So it still wasn't about you, right? It wasn't like there's something wrong with you and therefore it's happening to you. It was more of like that person's acting from their wounded, not real place. And it still wasn't about you. So you still shouldn't take it personal because it's still not, you know, when uh, Marianne Williamson talks about that when it's not, love that's not real to begin with when it's not coming from love it's it's more like an illusion illusion right so one of the problems that we have is that we all carry around these certain specific expectations and i actually saw a snapchat video that kind of illustrated this really perfectly from a business mentor who i follow and she she lives in the caribbean so like amazing paradise life and she was mentioning how she and her friend were heading out to the beach and she was very vibrant and excited and and kind of seemed open to everything that was open to all the possibilities that that they may have that day and it was they got to the beach and it's raining and she's filming and she's showing on snapchat and for those of you who aren't on snapchat you just get little like snippets of photo and audio or video and audio excuse me and She's filming and they're at the beach and this is gorgeous tropical location and they're under an umbrella, but it's raining out and she's excited. She's at the beach enjoying taking in all of the beauty around her. And then her, she cuts to her friend who's kind of bummed out that it's raining and is maybe was headed to the beach and expecting a sunny day. And that's not what they ended up having, of course, but Again, from an outsider perspective, you're looking at this scene and it's this gorgeous, like dream tropical location. And here one person is sitting, looking from one perspective and completely soaking it up and enjoying it and appreciating the beauty. And then the other person sitting here kind of bummed out because it's not what they expected. And for me, that was just like kind of a cool eye-opening moment that it really is all about our expectations. And if it's, if we can drop our expectations. And I'm not saying like, 
lower your expectations. There's a difference between dropping it. Yes. Yes. Standards and expectations are two different things. So not saying to lower your standards, but in dropping our expectations, it allows us to be open to the magic of life and anything and the present moment and anything that may come our way and to be able to enjoy that as opposed to, "Eh, it wasn't really what I had wanted or expected in that moment. So eh, I'm not going to enjoy it as much. You know, the the truth is you guys, is that we're not going to get these moments back. Like, fuck, man. Like, we're not going to get them back. Like, how many times do you look back at a situation and go like, shit, I wish I was more in the moment. I wish that I had not, you know, been so caught up in the mind in that moment. I wish that I had really, like, embraced the people around me and the environment around me and uh, the situation that was presented to me rather than being you know, in a complaining mode or, you know, we can all look back when we've done that on vacations, like the example that you just gave or, you know, short spans of time when you go to visit family or friends, but you're like all stressed out in the moment and really not enjoying the company of the people around you. So, you know, we look at it in that perspective. We've talked about this in prior podcasts of like not waiting until it's too late to like fully, fully, you know, enjoy. But when, when we're taking everything personal and setting such high expectations for people and things around us, it's just setting ourselves up for constant disappointment, again, keeping us in victim mode, right? So in your example, one girl's acting in lack mode and the other girl's in the flow being present and fully, you know, being in that um, sort of all-encompassing, like embracing, accepting kind of mode so that playing victim is really you know taking things personal it's like constant woe is me so this person in your life that day was in a bad mood and so then it affected you well then again that puts you back into that mode of victim and you're stepped then you're out of your power right so it's like again that addiction to suffering This is just one way that it shows up is taking things personal, right? So you can sit there and take things personal all day. That keeps you in that addiction to suffering, keeps you out of the light. And so therefore you're not in a heart and soul space. You're in that like ego mind space of. It takes you out of your own power to create your own happiness is what it does. You know, you're either a victim or you have the power to create your own happiness. And here's the thing. Each of us at our core is complete and whole and capable of all the happiness that we could look for in anything on the outside. In fact, pre-programmed. Yeah, you're pre-programmed to be complete, whole, and and happy, and joyful, and and of the highest creative possibility. Yep, of the highest creative possibility. She said, and and any time that we're focusing on our outside world, our external circumstances, relationships, career, anything else to bring us that happiness, we're essentially saying that we are lacking internally, and so those things that we feel like bring us happiness on the outside are only temporary. And you ever notice that you really strive for something, 
you think, okay, when I get this thing, then I'm going to be happy. Everything's going to be great. Life's going to be perfect. And sometimes it is for like a short period of time, but it's never long lasting. And there's a difference between enjoying things and relying on something to bring you happiness and complete you. When you come from a place of feeling completely whole, happy, and at peace on the inside, you're actually better able to fully enjoy your external circumstances and experiences because to be honest, everything is fleeting. Nothing in the world of form is is lasting and you know, spirit is changeless, spirit is eternal, and who we are in our true nature is changeless and eternal. And when we are able to connect to that, then we can truly just enjoy anything that is coming or going because we're already whole. We're always whole. Even when that thing leaves, we're still whole. We enjoy it for a period of time. It's gone and we're okay because the next thing will come along that we enjoy and we're still whole. I love that. Wayne Dyer said that we come from love and that we, uh, that we return to love at the end of our lives on this earthly plane and that you have a choice with, of what to do with the time in between. So when you think of it in terms of that, you're like, wow, that is so powerful, so profound that I can create or co-create my life and choose loving responses rather than ego mind knee-jerk reactions right in a unconscious way so if everything is either love or a call for love right or fear versus love ego mind versus heart then when something happens during the day that is jarring, upsetting, disappointing, frustrating, whether it's at your job or um, personally to you, you're, like that is the moment where you're given free will choice of how to process it, yeah. really, right? Because you're like, all right, well, I can either get pissed at this and let it affect my whole day or whole week even, or I can choose the loving response to this my choice. So I can either choose to play victim and take this, yeah, shitty moment and make it an entire shitty day or just like, okay, yeah, like you can observe and, you know, we're not saying that everything's going to be like peachy keen all the time and to be, um, in, to be fake about things and to not feel things and to not, um, call that moment. Yeah. Call it out that that's a negative, toxic moment, but to not let it affect you. So you have that choice. And usually when, when, um, those things come up, I even now look at it like a test, like, Oh, now is the time that I can actually, you know, walk the talk when this happens. And I've been getting better at it. Christy's been getting better at it where, um, maybe years ago we would have been in a different place with it, but now, you know, I can look at things in the moment when it's happening and go, yeah, okay. Like this sucks and that it is affecting me, but not necessarily the whole day anymore. It's certainly not the whole week anymore because now I can look at it in that grand scheme, big picture perspective that 
it's not personal, right? It's not, it's not me. It can't be me, right? Because it's just, these things just come up. They're like ebbs and flows in life. And that is the human existence is full of ebbs and flows, just like the ocean. Like it goes up and down, up and down and yin and yang, you know, I mean, that is duality for a reason. You know comfort because you've known discomfort. You know joy because you've known sorrow. You know, and and these opposites exist so that you know you're you're able to fully understand one over the other. And I think that maybe our experiences in joy are that much richer because we have experienced the darkness, yeah. right? So and and again, and even okay, so instead of taking things personal, can we turn on the compassion button a little bit? Flip, flip the compassion switch, the mercy, the grace, the forgiveness switch and go, you know what? Like that person needs some love. Like, yeah, I'm not going to be their best friend. Right. But I can, I can look at it and go, God, that person's acting from their wound or like that person is having a bad day or, you know, they're in a bad mood, but um, not going to make this about me. You know, because there's probably situations where we've been that person yeah. <laughs> acting from the wound or, or being pissy. Mm-hmm. And then if people around us were like judging and taking it personal, we'd be like, why? It wasn't it was totally not even about you. It was because I didn't get enough sleep because I didn't eat because I had a fight with my mom, mm-hmm. whatever. But it was certainly not about the people around you. Yeah. Right. If you if you turn it into like an exercise of like how I can how I can work my compassion muscle rather than taking it personal. Isn't that empowering? Like the old you would have been um, affected by what that person said all day, but the new you is going to be like, you know what? I kind of feel bad for that person. I feel compassion for that person. That person might need some love. They might need some understanding, some patience, some mercy, some help, some support in some way. And if, and if we all started to do that little by little, like how much would this planet change? Like, I mean, talk about elevating the planet and wouldn't, wouldn't you want your children to be like that? If someone said something nasty in school, like, wouldn't you want them to like have compassion and feel bad for that person rather than your child constantly being upset and sad? over another kid's actions all the time. Like you'd want your child to have that or sort of understanding like an angel or to have sort of the eyes of God. You know, you, you kind of like look at the, the things around you, the circumstances around you, the people around you through the eyes of God, which is in innocence rather than guilt, right? So you taking things personal is it is an act of separation right it's like furthering furthering the the illusion of separation like that person's over there and i'm over here and there's attack in there there's blame in there there's guilt in there keeping you guys separate just constantly just over and over keeping you separate or they're up here and you're down there and you're not in your power uh, or in oneness yeah. or in innocence as, um, as God basically intended. I was just going to say that you can't be 
separate and whole at the same time. You know, those two, I mean, that sounds logical, but like spiritually speaking, those two can't situations can't exist. So in, if you're in that ego state of separation where you're feeling like you're um, being attacked or you're attacking someone else or you're judging someone else, or again, you're taking it something so personally because that is an attack, right? When you feel like somebody has made an attack on you, you're immediately creating this barrier of separation, which is cutting you off from your source of love and wholeness. And you cannot coexist in both areas. It's not possible. So the goal is to recognize when you have those moments coming up, something that's triggering you where you're in that state of judgment or attack or feeling attacked and to be able to, you know, maybe not in the moment. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't, sometimes it's very intense and it does feel very real. It does feel like a very real personal attack sometimes. And that's why we have to sometimes bring these things up and talk it out because we all go through it on an internal level, but unless we're actually all talking about it together, we don't recognize what each other is experiencing. So in that moment or possibly even after reflecting back on a situation, say, Hey, you know, is is there another scenario that exists where this wasn't about me? Like say, for example, you're at work and you have that angry client who is like my job, for example, as a veterinarian, I have to deliver a lot of bad news sometimes. And sometimes I'm, or oftentimes I'm dealing with clients who have, are worried about their pets and they're very stressed out. And, you know, I'm a very compassionate person. I've learned and cultivated that over years, but sometimes someone's in such a state of stress over the situation and what's going on that, you know, I I may not get a favorable um, response back from a client. Sometimes I may have a client who's angry and I'm also a very sensitive person. So I can easily take that personally and take a client's reaction and and wonder, well, is it something that I said? Should I have presented this in a different way? And, And those are good questions to ask. Or, you know, is there something that I'm, that I could have brought to the situation to make it easier or better? But that being said, the problem comes when we internalize that so deeply to take that reaction personally. When, again, I asked the question a minute ago, is there a different way that I could interpret this? Yes. There's a person who's obviously very stressed and upset about the situation. And so their reactions, of course, they're not going to be about me. Of course, they're going to react out of a state of what they're feeling. And, and so me taking that, completely taking that personally is not a real account of the situation. You know, when we put ourselves out there to be sponges to, to whatever's going on around us, you know, you're just leaving yourself so, so open to disappointment because it's just, you can't, you can't hang your hat on what other people are going to be doing and saying around you and, and, uh, the situations that are going to present itself, there has to be a time when you say like enough is enough. I'm I'm stepping off of this emotional roller coaster. You know, I'm going to put down the sword 
you know, I'm going to stop fighting through and just make a conscious decision to choose peace. It's just like a conscious choice over and over and over again. I'm going to choose. I'm going to order up peace. I'm going to order up peace, order up joy. I'm going to order up these, these feelings of compassion and forgiveness. It is conscious. Why do you think we meditate on it and we repeat mantras about it and we do yoga themed around it? all the time because it's an exercise in attitudinal muscles. It's a conscious free will choice to keep saying, I'm going to choose peace when it's so tempting to choose the other way. It's so tempting to choose the ego minds, you know, wanting to sabotage. Judge attack. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, I'm victim and now let me look for evidence to which I'm a victim. Yeah. Right. right. Like self-fulfilled prophecy. So see this, this person treated me like crap today. See, I guess I'm not worthy. Mm-hmm. Your ego's like, told you so you're not worthy. You, you know, you don't deserve joy. And here's why, because this person threw you an attitude today right. or, you know, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, they got loud <laughs> or, um, as we say in Brooklyn, <laughs> Yes. Um, or, you know, um, whatever it is, you know, that, that shows up, um, the more, the more conscious and open and in the flow you get, the more you realize that these things are kind of showing up as blessings, although it doesn't, they might not look like, like it in the moment, but things that maybe back in the day you would think are punishments or things to get frustrated over like the more open you get, the more conscious you are in life and present, you're like, wow, you know what? Although this looks ugly (laughs) on the outside, this is actually a blessing. My friend recently um, got told that her job was being relocated where she'd have to like commute like two hours to work. But it's just so funny because she's been talking about um, finding a new job that is more fulfilling. So she doesn't like this job because she's just not fulfilled on a daily basis. It's not using her, you know, skills or talents. Um, it's just kind of like a rote desk job. So we've been talking about it for the last few months. And now suddenly one day she comes into work and they're like, your position is moving. So it's almost like this was like, it looks on the outside like a bad thing, but it's actually the universe giving her a gift because otherwise she might have stayed in that comfort zone with the job doing something that isn't making her happy, but it showed up basically as like a blessing. So, but her and I were open enough to like understand as that came up, like you can't make this shit up. Like, like it was so clear that this is a blessing to her. Right. Like, I mean, it's like, what are the chances? Right. So when these things come up, it's like, wow, you know what? Maybe this is, you know, a gift or manifested, um, blessing in disguise of some, of some way. So, yeah, so just staying detached from specific outcomes, detached from things, tangible things around you that you think are going to uh, validate your existence, know that you have intrinsic value just on the simple virtue of having been born. You don't need to seek on the outside tangible things. You can enjoy them and you can, you can experience them without that tight grip, yeah. mm-hmm. right. Of, of these tangible things. Like, because then you realize once you get it, 
that's not, it's still not enough. Mm-hmm. And then you're just constantly seeking and seeking and seeking that out, outside validation when that's not ever going to do it. You're going to be on this vicious cycle. Or you have it and you're so scared that you're going to lose it that you can't even enjoy it. Because yeah. how many of us have experienced that? too, you know, that feeling of like, okay, something awesome is going on, but when is the other shoe going to drop or, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's another side of it as well. Right. And then you, you know, then you sabotage. Mm -hmm. So again, it comes down to, we say this every single podcast, choosing heart over head, choosing consciously love over fear, choosing peace, choosing to forgive yourself and others having compassion, mercy, grace, dropping the need for judgment, Mm -hmm. right? Because I think that's where it also comes in with taking things personal because we're judging it to be bad. If you just judged everything as neutral, Mm -hmm. right? Then there would would be no bad, no, no good. No, it would just be neutral, but we're going around all day boxing things in, like we said before, to being bad or good. And so therefore we're getting like affected. But if everything's neutral, which it is, because it's all fleeting and temporary anyway, except for the soul, then we wouldn't be taking things so, so personal. So we drop the need for judgment. That's a hard one because we're so like conditioned to do that, to judge things. Dropping the need for perfection, having a little um, mercy and grace and forgiveness with those around you, um, especially when it comes to the people that you care about in your life. This is a big one. When it comes to friends and family and your significant others, you guys, like sometimes they say things that maybe they didn't word perfectly. Maybe they didn't know really how to dish out the best advice for you in that moment. Maybe they were busy in their own lives and we're not totally there for you the way that you wanted them to be. Um, maybe they had a moment of weakness. Maybe they weren't feeling good. But, you know, we got to cut them a little slack. we got to give them the benefit of the doubt and understand that they are coming from good intentions. There's nothing wrong with le- leaving your heart open and trusting that the people that you love and really care about, your c- close friends and family and the men and women that you, you know, your significant others, there's nothing wrong with having an open heart with them and giving them a little slack. Like you would want to be done for you, right? Like it doesn't make you a better person or a better husband or wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, or friend to be like upset with your friend because they didn't, you know, they weren't perfect to you in that moment. Let's try it the other way. See what happens if you can like kind of let it go a little bit, give them a little space, you know, give or give the situation a little space. And usually by the time you wake up the next day, you feel differently about the situation. I find, I know I, when I get caught up, like the next day I wake up and I'm like, what, what was I even concerned about last night? I don't even, you know what I mean? So give it some time to breathe and know that your mind is just judging judging it like it's kind of analyzing it but it's really not it's really not real because the only thing that's real is your connection with someone the the love that's there is the only thing that's real everything else is just temporary you know words don't always come out perfectly people don't always behave perfectly uh to air as humans so 
you know, I think, uh, that's a re- if we can function from there, we'll all just be happier, you know, and more, um, experience more harmony, you know, when you come at situations from a place of wholeness, you're less likely to be affected by those things that other people are doing or not doing. You, you kind of naturally develop a little bit more compassion and less of a trigger to everything that's going on around you because you know that you have everything that you need inside of you. You're not seeking on the outside for someone's reaction or words or approval or whatever to make you feel complete. So I think for me, when I find myself getting caught up, it's really about stepping back and reconnecting to that feeling of wholeness and, and meditation is the biggest thing that does that for me. Just sitting myself down and allowing myself to reconnect to that true nature. And, um, Doreen Virtue has a really awesome meditation. It's called the vacuum meditation. And literally she guides you through, it's like Archangel Michael and he's got a vacuum above your head and, and you can turn the vacuum on low, medium, or high, like depending on what your needs are in that moment, and just vacuum out all of the toxic energy and negativity, judgment, um, guilt, or separation, or, or attack, or anything that you're feeling that you know is really not like, like that stuff that just makes you feel icky that you know is not like your true nature, and, and just that visual of having that vacuum above you and just sucking it all out of like any part of your body, like tension, any area. And then you're at the end when you feel like all the toxins have been, uh, toxic energy has been vacuumed out, then you reverse the vacuum and it pours light back into you. And like, I love that meditation. That's a good guided meditation. You guys can probably just Google Dorian Virtue vacuum meditation and come up with it. And when I really am kind of in the thick of it, sometimes that one really, really helps me out. Yeah. And, you know, even affirmations, I begin a lot of my meditation and yoga classes with Louise Hayes affirmations of, you know, the I am's. So, you know, are the, um, you know, I now consciously release my expectations of others to have to say and do specific things for me to feel at peace. I now allow myself relaxation. I give myself permission to feel at peace. I now release my tight grip over the outside world so that I may relax. It is safe for me to relax. I am safe. No, no, no. It's almost like we, we don't feel comfortable in having a whole day just of joy and happiness. We have to like find reasons to be upset. And one of them is like other people's stuff. Well, I think just by nature, too, of being at the effects of your external environment, how could anyone relax when right. you have no idea what you're going to walk out to in the world? That is anxiety. And, you know, you have no idea what your daily circumstances are, are going to be like. You, you can hope um, for what you'd like to have happen. But if you're able to connect to that feeling of wholeness, you know, meditating first thing in the morning, or practicing yoga or whatever it is that gets you in that zone, then that's something you can come back to that will anchor you throughout the day. And just that energy of 
feeling that peace is so much more comforting and relaxing than that feeling of kind of having to tightly grip onto your day and circumstances and things going the way you want them to go and certain expectations. Like you can just feel yourself like your energy changing when you're in that mode versus knowing that you'll walk into your day and whatever happens, you're at peace, you know? Yeah. I mean, things may rattle you or whatever, but like at your core, you are at peace and coming back to that place and allowing yourself like the affirmations I love one that I'll use sometimes is I'll say to myself, I am pure love and light. Like I'll just repeat that to myself. I am pure love and light. And that's one that will also, if I don't have a minute to meditate or anything, that will bring me back to that place of wholeness and peace and, and remind me of that. Right. And going into every situation, blasting your love, light, yeah. your love and light into it, right? Before you go into work, you imagine, you know, pouring light you know, onto your workplace and those around you, your clients, your colleagues, and into family situations, you see yourself as this conduit of light and peace. So you're putting yourself in that empowered state of light, you know, as an either you can see it as the image of like a lighthouse where you are standing tall, delivering this light all day into the darkness into whatever's going on around you, you're still this tall structure of light. You're the provider of light rather than the outside circumstances you bring, bring the outside circumstances bringing you peace or not. You are the bringer Mm -hmm. of the light, right? So that puts you in an empowered state, you know, or this angel of light, angels fly above their light. They're not taking on the heaviness of like what's going on around them. They're too busy being angels and giving out (laughs) light and love and healing and nurturing compassionate energy. So if you see yourself as that, um, then that's another really powerful imagery. When you're not focused on yourself too, just that energy of being focused on outward on how can I bring love into this situation or, you know, how can I be more compassionate as opposed to taking the external circumstances and, and internalizing that into why that's making you a victim when you're actually focusing on other people. So that's something if you're s- sitting in that mode of kind of feeling really down on yourself and, and taking things too personally, you can turn your attention outward because when we're too focused on ourselves, we tend to get in that ego space of taking everything really personally. Whereas when we're in that space of projecting our love outward, then we're already naturally in the flow of love and wholeness and and peace. So I think that about wraps it up. Um, We thank you guys for listening to us and we just wish you strength and um, compassion for yourself. We know that not every moment is going to be, you know, perfect. And this is a process and um, we are sending you love and please just hit us up on social media. We're on Instagram as I'm Lauren Adelson at Lux Yoga Life and on Facebook as Lauren Adelson Lux Yoga Life 
And on Instagram, I'm underscore Christy Snyder, and I'm Christy Snyder on Facebook as well. And oh, yeah, that's right. We have our new Instagram page as well, which is which is Soul Chat underscore LK. And if you guys like love the podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. And please share with your friends. We love you guys. We're so grateful for this community, and we love that you're taking the time to spend some time with us and we just wanted to say thank you and we love you we will talk to you next time good night